Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Do you feel you are ready to retire because you're ready to retire well? Well, if the answer is no, we are not alone. 71% of Singaporeans do not think they can retire comfortably. Why? We're going to find out with a deep dive into Saif. They're a digital wealth manager and they've launched their second report gauging Singapore's readiness to retire in 2021. Dhruv Arora is founder and CEO over at Saif. Good morning, Dhruv. How are you? Good morning, Michelle. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good to speak with you again. Now, 71 of Singaporeans, according to your report, say they do not think they can retire comfortably. Why is that? Yeah, it's actually very interesting, right? I mean, I think last year, most of us would have expected everyone saving more, you're traveling less. You know, generally, you know, there's more more net savings if you think of it. But what happened was, I think, given there was such high uh, economic uncertainty, which happened last year, and I think the possibility that this might happen again in the future um, led to an increased perception of people not being able to retire. So just to put it in scale, you know, 65% felt last, you know, in 2019 when we did the survey that they're not ready to retire. That number is up to 75% right now. Okay, so uh, the pandemic has had an impact in terms of readiness to retire because you say it impacts people's sense of uh, uncertainty moving forward. Exactly. Whether it's job security, whether will money be enough, you know, there's so much money getting printed, bank rates are coming off. Mm. All of those factors coming into play leading to a high level of uh, uncertainty around the future. Does your report give us a sense of uh, nuance as in which uh, groups feel more ready to retire than others? Do you have a sense that there is a retirement income gap here in Singapore? And is that widening? Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a very, very good point, right? So I think, um, like last year, I think one common trend that we saw was millennials were, you know, better prepared to retire. And I think that is because they had a higher saving rate. It, of course, helps that many of them, you know, um, do live with their parents and you know, have, I guess, lower responsibilities. But as you start going up, as you start going, you know, uh, towards, you know, the 35-year-olds, 45-year-olds, uh, that ratio actually worsens um, very, very significantly. And you see that that segment is probably, you know, uh, the least prepared to retire. In fact, in many cases, you know, um, you would even find that one out of two of them will say we're just not ready at all to retire. So I think the way how you mentioned about the retirement income gap, um, which essentially is deducting, you know, your core and your discretionary expenses from the guaranteed income sources, um, that trend actually uh, did reduce. And I think this is also a bit of a wake-up call, you know, for the millennial generation because just because, you know, you're good today does not mean you'll be good, you know, 10, 20 years down the line because you will eventually come up in that, you know, group of 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds where you will have other responsibilities. So, you know, you have to not only be good but even get better at what you do in some ways. But isn't it true that the millennials are saving much better than any other age group right now? Definitely. They are doing the best job, but I guess they have a future which will require a lot of these savings getting drawn down upon, right? So I think, you know... It's, it's a pretty good start, a, don't you think? Pretty good start. Yeah. Pretty good start. Definitely, mm. definitely in a good way, yes. Okay, so so which age group from your survey can you see is most on track for a comfortable retirement here then? 
Given current numbers, definitely the millennials right now, because they are on average, you know, saving above the 20%, uh, you know, income saving threshold, which, which we normally say, right? Mm-hmm. So we saw that two out of three millennials actually do end up saving more than 20% of their salary at this stage. Wow. Tremendous. A lot of um, awareness of money, I'd say. So we often Ooh. hear about home ownership here in Singapore. And, you know, we're very proud of our high levels of home ownership. What impact uh, do those numbers have on Singaporean sense of being able to retire? Are most uh, retirees asset rich but cash poor? That's exactly the right way to look at it, Michelle. I mean, um, I think home ownership has always been an aspirational topic. I think everyone wants one, everyone has one. And Singapore actually has one of the highest home ownerships in the world. I mean, if I look at the numbers from 2018, uh, the home ownership rates in Singapore were north of 90%, right? So it's, it's very, very good from that angle. But the reality is that, you know, your house doesn't pay for your living expenses uh, as you, you know, um, enter the retirement phase. So what we actually saw was, you know, nearly a quarter of homeowners save less than 10% of their salary. And then that kind of aligns with the fact that they are paying their mortgages and keeping the house up and ready and so on and so forth, which led to a median score of just 40, right? I mean, our scale is from, you know, zero to 130 and beyond, but 40 is considered very, very low, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, 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 anything basically below 70 is considered poor, um, but the homeownerships, uh, that segment was at 40. And the reason for that, again, was that, um, whatever they were earning, it was actually going away largely in mortgages. So I think it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a trade-off that you have this house, which is psychologically, I guess, good to have. But in reality, this might not be the best thing for you to do for your future in some ways. All right. So let's help people out who feel, yes, most of my wealth is tied up in my home, Michelle. What can they do to best prepare for retirement, Dhruv? I think the best would be to find a balance um, in, in what is your home and, and what is your future. So what I'm going to say is that somewhere, um, maybe, I'm not saying don't have a home, mm. but maybe you might want to think of a home which might be slightly smaller than what you had aspired to in some ways, right? Mm. Maybe to begin. You can always, you know, if things go well, you can always upsize. Mm. But in parallel to start building up some sort of um, an investment on the side, uh, whether it's through an investment portfolio, is actually going to be the right way to go forward. Because though the home is a great thing, as I said earlier, it's not it's, it's not going to pay for your retirement, right? So you have to think of it like two pots, right? One pot is the pot I stay in, but you can't have 90% of your wealth tied up in that pot, right? If it's 50%, no problem. But the other pot is something which you really need to grow uh, with time. Mm-hmm. So if you start, you know, having smaller mortgages pay out, that smaller mortgages end up going in these investment options or even better saving options, they will eventually add up to your nest egg, which you can draw down on as you get ready for retirement. Okay, yeah, I think most people in Asia at least are brought up to believe that the best thing you can do for your wealth is to put it all in property. So you're saying yeah. maybe diversify those pots that you have. That was Dhruv Arora, founder and CEO at Saif, a digital wealth manager, joining me to discuss Saif's second report gauging Singaporeans' readiness to retire. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.